Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of a parent who tries to teach their kid to think for themselves. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to change my daughter's clothes at a birthday party? I, 34-year-old female, have two kids, 8-year-old male and 4-year-old female. My daughter's name is Aurora. My husband, 36-year-old male, and I chose that name because it was slightly similar to my late father-in-law's and worked well with our last names. It had nothing to do with the princess from Sleeping Beauty. In spite of that, we've had fun with that movie in the past. And ever since my daughter realized that she shared names with a Disney character, Princess Aurora has been her favorite. Our family went to Disney World in July, and while there, we bought my daughter a Princess Aurora costume. She adores it and she wears it whenever she has the chance. Two weeks ago, one of Aurora's friends from school threw a princess-themed birthday party. She encouraged her friends to wear costumes. My daughter wanted to go as her favorite character, which didn't surprise me at all. When we got to the party, the birthday girl came to greet my daughter, and she was also dressed as Princess Aurora. I didn't know what her costume was going to be prior to the party. I got worried for a second, but the birthday girl was actually really excited. She said that they looked like twins. It was adorable. They ran off to play, and I forgot about the costumes for a while. About 30 minutes into the party, I was at a table with some of the other moms when the birthday girl's mother came up to me. She asked if I'd brought any spare clothes for Aurora. I said yes. I always bring an extra shirt and shorts for her. She then asked me to change my daughter into the spare clothes and out of her costume. The mother explained that she'd hired a photographer to walk around taking pictures of the kids and was also planning on getting a group photo near the end of the party. She didn't want anyone wearing the same costume as her daughter in these pictures. She also thought her daughter might get jealous since my kid gets to share her name with their favorite princess. Now, if the birthday girl was the one who had a problem, I might have considered changing Aurora into her spare clothes. But no, she was genuinely excited they were dressed the same. It also didn't feel fair to force my daughter to be the only one without a costume in a party full of children in princess dresses. I said no and explained my reasoning to the girl's mom. She insisted for a few minutes, but I held my ground. Some of the other moms started to back me up, and she eventually got up and left. When I went to pick up my kids earlier this week, I ran into her friend's mom. She accused me of ruining her daughter's party by allowing Aurora to wear the same costume as her. She told me she doesn't think she'll ever be able to look at the pictures without being disgusted by my behavior. I thought she was exaggerating, but I'm starting to doubt myself. Our conflict has found its way to the mom group chat we're both in, and opinions over there are divided. Some think having the two girls wear the same costume is no big deal. Others think I should have changed my daughter's clothes. Am I the jerk? Well, I definitely think there's a lot of entitlement going on here. Ultimately, I would say what's most important at this kid's birthday party is what the kid wants, and the kid was having seemingly a blast 
having that shared costume experience. So clearly this wasn't being done for the kid, right? It was all for the mother. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, another mom tried to make me change my daughter's clothes at a birthday party, update. Hey everyone, thank you for assuring me that I did the right thing. This might get a little long. Since my post on Thursday, two days after the mom group started debating, three things happened. One, on Friday, my husband went to pick up the kids. The parent of one of my son's friends, who have a younger son in my daughter's class, asked if he knew about the costume fiasco, or as my friends are calling it, Aurora Gate. I had told him everything. He said the birthday girl's mother was being ridiculous as I had no idea what her daughter's costume would be. The mom he was talking to asked, wait, she didn't know? She called me and I told her my side. Turns out BG's mom told people that I'd been informed about the costume and to avoid dressing Aurora the same weeks prior to the party. The story was warped before it even got to the group chat. My side of the story made it to the group chat. After some pressure, birthday girl's mom eventually confessed she'd lied about me. Most of the other moms had apologized to me by Sunday. Two, also apologizing to us on Sunday were birthday girl's father and maternal grandmother. She's visiting them for a few weeks. Apparently, birthday girl's mom had been complaining about the party almost daily. Since they got the photos back, birthday girl's mom has been insisting that there isn't a single good picture of her daughter without another girl wearing the same costume. Aurora and birthday girl were playing together most of the party. She was especially upset about the group photo, which shows birthday girl in the center and my daughter to her right. There are two girls between them, but she still thinks they're too close to each other. Birthday girl's dad has been listening to those complaints since the party. He told us that unless his daughter was in the room, he couldn't look at the pictures without his wife making a comment about me, my daughter, or how we ruined birthday girl's birthday. It came to a head on Saturday. While talking with the grandmother after birthday girl went to bed, the mother said she no longer wanted to make a photo album of the party. They'd gotten a photographer for both album and social media purposes. Both birthday girl's dad and her grandmother wanted the album. The three had a fight that lasted about 15 minutes before the grandmother told birthday girl's mom to stop obsessing over her daughter's friend. She said all that matters is that birthday girl had fun, and all of the photos reflect that. They told us all that when they called to apologize. They wanted birthday girl's mom to apologize too. She hasn't. 3. Aurora came home from school yesterday wearing a headband with her name and a rose embroidered on it birthday girl had had her grandmother make it for her. Me and my husband are still in contact with the birthday girl's father, and we're trying to set up a playdate for the girls next week. Also, there are some things I want to clarify about my previous post. My daughter and birthday girl aren't physically similar. Aurora has wavy brown hair. Birthday girl has straight blonde hair. We're all Caucasian, but my daughter is more tan. The party was held at a kid's party venue, not the birthday girl's place. There were 19 girls and a toddler at the party. All were in costume. There were a few boys, but they were older. I'm guessing they were related to the birthday girl. I was never friends with the birthday girl's mom. Her request at the party was probably the third time we ever talked. And the first, that wasn't about the weather. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. The birthday girl's mother didn't want me to change my daughter's clothes just for the group photo at the end. She wanted me to change her 30 minutes into the party for all the pictures. I mentioned in a comment that if the birthday girl had a problem with my daughter's costume, I might be willing to drive home, change Aurora into her Marita dress, her second favorite, and then return to the party, but I want to stress I'd only do that if the birthday girl was upset when we got to the party. Not if her mother was annoyed half an hour later. By then, my daughter was already playing with birthday girl and her friends. To those who said I could change Aurora at the party and or use this as a teaching moment, I'm going to assume you've never met a four-year-old. My daughter is kind-hearted and would definitely do it to make her friend happy, but she'd still view this as a punishment. It's also cruel to take a child away from a party and tell them they can no longer play princess with their friends. I refuse to alienate or upset my daughter when she's done nothing wrong. I absolutely don't regret my decision. And that's it. Once again, thank you all. I wholeheartedly agree with OP's decision here. If the birthday girl is honestly seemingly enthused about the whole thing and they're having fun playing with this girl, what does it hurt? Honestly, they should embrace it as like this cute, fun moment. If anything, them clicking and having a better time because they're both wearing this costume, that should be what you want to capture and remember. I think it goes without saying that the birthday girl's mom was going about this whole thing absolutely in the wrong way. This next story is, my grandmother is nuts. Hey, I'm writing as a mix of asking for advice and needing to vent. I won't be putting actual names in this post, but I do have M, my mom, 43-year-old female, A, my aunt, 40-year-old female, D, my uncle, 40-year-old male, G, my grandma, 62-year-old female, and S, little sister, 12-year-old female. I have more stories about grandma, but this story is one that just happened. 
Some backstory. Grandma made me her guardian about three years ago. I missed school, tests, and did a lot for her. Even did driver's ed when I learned she couldn't drive. She's raised me since before I came into this world, so I do everything I can to pay her back. As of now, I'm in high school doing theater, musical theater, and working after school. Then, every time I get paid, I get groceries for the house, and since then I've learned to budget and started a meal plan. This weekend was the first week I got paid late. I mean, five days late. So we barely ran out of food since I was broke and can't buy food yet. I asked the school for some food. They agreed, and since I forgot to pick it up before going to work, and my mom was still at work, the school sent someone to drop the food off at my house. Grandma was the only one home. I have no idea what she said to the guy, but he started to question on if we had food. So she brought him inside the house and to the kitchen and proceeds to show him our fridge and pantry. According to what I was told, Grandma told the man that we hadn't had food for weeks and that me and my mom are hiding our money and overall neglecting her when we don't. I get food for at least two weeks and if I can, I get takeout for us to eat for dinner. There have been times we run out of food sooner because grandma makes more food than she can eat, throws out the leftovers that are a night old and throws out food she claimed was bad when they weren't. When my mom got home, grandma told her what she did. So my mom told my aunt what grandma just did and my aunt went to my house and questioned grandma why she did that. And accordingly, grandma started to change her stories of how she got the guy into our house and to see the kitchen. I have no idea how long this conversation was or anything since I was at school, but close to the end of it, grandma then started to say she'll move out and get out of me and my mom's way. Once it was over, my aunt went back to her house with my little sister so that grandma doesn't put little sister into a lie that could make things worse for her or something else. I didn't get told any of what happened until my uncle and my little sister picked me up today for my after school theater rehearsal. So I decided to stay with my aunt and uncle for tonight, so I don't have to deal with whatever grandma's doing at my house right now. Thank you for reading, and if you have advice for me, I would really appreciate it. Honestly, I'm not sure why she's acting like that. 62 is on the younger side of things, but I would say it would be good to get her checked out for any health issues, if they are there. As long as you can rule that out, then you have a greater platform to begin questioning what motives do they have for acting like this. This next story is, my parents gaslight me and put me down constantly. Is this normal? Any advice please? Hi, my parents constantly put me down, say rude things to me, and gaslight me. My mom even gaslit me when I tried to confront her about this exact thing. I called her a helicopter parent. She fits the exact definition of making decisions that are usually mine to make, particularly regarding schoolwork, and that she gaslights me. But she just retaliated by saying that I read too much Reddit and am making things up. A prime example. She does this all the time. She also tells me I talk disgusting and says that I do it so often I don't even know I'm doing it, which honestly makes no sense. I have to have two days a week where I can't use any of my technology, even though I'm 15 and don't actually game that much. A problem with this is that she doesn't even let me use my laptop to do homework on these days. For some reason these days can't be flexible, showing further issues. One of the ways they put me down is saying I take no pride in anything anymore. This means that I don't care about anything other than gaming as far as they can see. Some of the exact words that have been used are, you do anything to get your fix, it's your little drug, said with venom, and that it's all I care about. 
These things are 100% not true. I care about loads of things and take great pride in the work I do. They saw an artist research my friend did and immediately started comparing me to her. How hers is actually good and the only difference is passion. I got a grade of 8 on the artist research, high A or low A star, and it's rushed, garbage, and they wouldn't have graded me that high. I spent 4 hours on a piece of art, a Kath Riley eye, that my art teacher loved. However, to them, it's only an hour's work and still is not good enough. Another way they put me down is on a human level. Some of the delightful things my mother has called me is a vile human being, the most disgusting person she's ever spoken to, a piece of crap, and a freaking idiot, drug addict, brat, rude, spiteful, mean, mean little person, and bully, amongst others. You get the idea. I was fully calm while she screamed in my face, and she even acknowledged my calmness, saying I was just doing it to make her seem worse. My dad, God forbid he's reasonable, threatens me. One time he even said he'd lock me outside in winter overnight. He's told me he'd throw me out the window even, and if I'm ever late to bring my phone down that he'll cancel my contract, and has held his finger over a race iPhone on Find My Phone many times. He's six foot two, so not a small man either, and being a five foot eight skinny 15 year old with zero muscle mass, there's not much I can do. This also leads to more gaslighting. My mom told me she'd turn on my downtime. Yes, I have strict screen time restrictions at age 15, immediately for no reason at 5pm, and that I could go back on it later. Later comes around, my dad starts yelling to hand my phone over now, or he'll cancel my contract. I explained that I was told I'd be allowed back on, and my mom even lied and said she didn't say anything of the sort, even though she really did. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. So I come to Reddit. Am I being crazy? Is this normal? I'm honestly looking for pretty much any advice here. What should I do? My downtime is even set to go off in 5 minutes now. Send help. So I definitely don't think this is normal. I completely understand parents wanting to limit their kids screen time, but I don't understand why they would try to limit it when it actually hampers the schoolwork they do. That just sounds like incredibly lazy parenting and an example of them not actually caring enough to properly monitor what their kid is doing. Honestly, I'm thinking if you try to petition this to them and it's just falling on deaf ears, they don't register you, your concerns, how you feel. You're going to just have to try to stick it out for a few years until you can support yourself, get your own phone plan, get your own laptop. And honestly, if you get to the point where you move out, you're probably not going to be too driven to reach out to them all that much. God forbid as an adult you want to seek support from somebody who never gave you support. Those are the prime parents that will turn around and say, well I raised you, I put a roof over your head, you always had clothes, you always had phones and gadgets, you always had food. As if you A. Ever asked for that, and B. Are not legally obligated to do all that. Congratulations, you did enough not to land in jail for child neglect. Click. Our next story is, 
I, 23-year-old female, have no privacy while I'm living in my parents' home. I was using the toilet earlier and I closed the door but kept a slight crack opened. My mother barged in without knocking, asking what I was doing. I told her I'm simply using the restroom and she proceeded to say, You don't usually close the door. I usually keep a slight crack just for my cats. It's also a toilet that's in my bedroom itself. Me and my mom share. It has a lot of instances like this. If I'm changing my clothes and I close the door, she immediately starts with, What were you doing? I'm 23 and she just won't stop with the lack of privacy. It's annoying and I'm not sure how to set boundaries in my life with this woman. She infringes on all aspects of my life. My dating life, sex life, and everything else. It makes me anxious. Cats or not, if I started experiencing this behavior, I would just begin to immediately try to normalize, not just shutting the door, but locking it every single time. What are you doing in there? I'm staying away from you. I experienced this while growing up a bit too. Where I grew up, there was never really a knock on the door, or there was a knock on the door, but they just immediately opened the door anyways. At some point, I just started locking the door all the time, so there is this expectation that you have to knock and just wait for my response to actually get in. Our next story is, as the oldest female, mom won't talk to me because of the younger sibling's behavior. Advice needed, other than just move out. I feel like every few weeks I have to go back to the sub. If you remember, I'm the poor person who spent $500 sending her to my graduation. And I've just spent another few hundred to send her to my next one because I got a diploma. Two nights ago, my 12-year-old sister made a joke about the show she likes. If you didn't have a TV for two years as a teen, how did you watch so much MASH growing up? And we, including dad, all laughed. But she absolutely exploded and called us a pretentious group of craps and likened us to the people who bullied her in high school. Everyone agreed that it was overdramatic, but dad somehow took her side and told us to settle down. Woke up the next morning and 12-year-old is mom's favorite again. So is the younger brothers. Everyone is but me. She won't talk to me and I didn't do anything wrong. All I know is she's ticked I couldn't get her younger ones under control. Got up this morning and she still won't talk to me. I can't even get a moment alone with dad to find out why. My boyfriend always keeps saying, you can spend a few nights with me, but other than that, he doesn't really care or understand. Yes, I've tried doing the whole, I'm over here too, politely, but it makes everyone shrug their shoulders. My siblings aren't encouraging mom to talk to me, but I'm gonna try. As you can see by the opening lines, I do a lot for mom and it's made me the very opposite of pretentious. Honestly, at some level, if OP saying straight up, don't tell me to just move out, then the next step is maybe just learn to accept it. To get somebody to change their ways, they have to want to change their ways. I mean, you can try maybe pushing something like therapy. I think it's always going to be an uphill battle to try to get people on board with that kind of idea. You know, even be open to the idea of it or think that it's necessary. I don't think you're really able to do just a one man's terraforming of someone else's behaviors. If this person's behavioral atmosphere doesn't have oxygen and there isn't that route to get it or, you know, that desire to have it, how are you yourself going to make it happen? I don't want to go on about it too long, but I almost think OP's just seeking their attention and their validation too much. Maybe the last shot in the dark you have to have her give attention to you is the pullback. Or, like I said, just accept how it is. Our next story is Nikki, the Entitled Parent, Part 2. Hello again, Reddit. 
A quick recap in case you didn't read part one. I'm pretty sure my mom is bipolar and she hates the name Nikki. She split with my dad along with my brother when I was little. When I was 12, she asked what she should do about my stepdad and they separated. Never did draw up the divorce papers. Something I didn't mention last time, but my dad has lost visitation rights by now. Between Nikki calling CPS every other week and a few dumb decisions on my part, she had enough to take him back to court. She convinced me to tell them that I didn't want to see my dad anymore, which obviously still makes me feel guilty. When we moved out of my stepdad's house, I started to visit there instead. He was my favorite person. I would sit and ask questions as he reloaded ammo, we'd go to the range, watch our favorite shows together, etc. When I started smoking, he found out. I was rolling my own with old tobacco, and he got me a pack so I didn't burn the house down. You might have mixed feelings about that, but you'll get to hear about Nikki finding out next time. Between going there and my extracurricular activities, I was barely at my actual house. Nikki was flipping between overbearing and trying to be my best friend. I never had much respect for her, which you can chalk up to her actions or the fact that I was a teenager. Probably a mix of both. I just found reasons to be gone. Church youth groups, the library, wood carving class, friends' houses. When I met my boyfriend, I would go straight to his house after school and eat dinner or watch movies with his family. Nikki was gone a lot too. She had to get a job now that we were alone and went to college for a time. I can't remember what the job was, but I remember she came home late. I once spent a night walking around our small town going to friends' houses and playing Xbox. When I got home, it was around 6am. I started up towards bed when Nikki got back and I just turned around and went back downstairs. She had been known to start talking to me when I was literally asleep and wake me up, so there was no point in trying. I made a 2 liter of coffee and went back out. This part of my life with her wasn't too bad. Nikki picked stupid things to fight me about. Like that time I called the cops when she took $20 I made because I wouldn't do the dishes. Never mind the fact that I made that money selling hydros to my brother. He'd moved into the duplex next to us at one point, and that became my hangout place. Most of the time though, Nikki was trying to be the cool mom. She was very anti-establishment and would back me up anytime I had issues at school. There was also the point where she became Wiccan and went off the deep end about mercury and vaccines, baby stem cells in our food and chemtrails, how the government was brainwashing the youth into being mindless zombies and how I needed to think for myself. Most of it was just cringe. One night when Nikki got smashed, I suggested she join me walking around town at night. She proceeded to invite my boyfriend by going to his house and throwing rocks at his window. He didn't come down, but we continued to the park. She was so loud and fell down every time I let go of her hand. My now husband and I still joke about it since he missed out. Before freshman year, we moved to a bigger college town. I still visited my stepdad and I found an MMA gym to hang out at after school. They didn't start class until 6pm, so I hung out with the computer club until then. By sheer luck, my boyfriend's family also moved there, so I was still barely home. Nikki started having issues with me being gone all the time, which was fair, to be honest. She didn't care before that point, so I chalked it up to her finding more reasons to start fights. It didn't stop me from telling her that I was going to school on holiday weekends or just skipping entirely. Once, I walked across town because I forgot there were no buses running. It was one of the fireworks holidays. I called my boyfriend and it turned out his family was going to a lake out of town to go boat or jet ski. 
They came and picked me up so I could come. Towards the end of the trip, I started getting super paranoid that Nikki would be getting off work and expect me home from school. I wish I just stayed and enjoyed it because she didn't really care when I got home and told her. She was never consistent with me. I eventually learned how to use that to my advantage. Really, I was not a good kid. What do you expect from a 15-year-old with no respect for their parent and barely any supervision? Nikki told my school that I wasn't allowed to date black people, so I laughed at her for asking me for life advice as my black friend hid under the laundry in my room. I was downright spiteful. Enough time had passed that I saw her custody battle with dad for what it was. I still believed that my stepdad was better without her, but it was clear that he was devastated. She had taught me to think for myself alright. I thought she was the trashiest person I'd ever met. One New Year's, she had gone out, and so I had some friends over to drink and smoke. When she got home, she had a guy with her. She proceeded to go into my room and lay in bed, absolutely smashed. I tried to get her up and out, but she wouldn't budge. She just kept telling me that she needed to lay down for a minute. I left, but the dude she brought with her went in and closed the door. I'm not even going to comment on the shady consent related to that statement. My boyfriend and I got her back for sleeping with someone in my bed, though. If you thought any of this was hilariously insane, just wait until the next one. It gets so much better, or worse depending on your perspective. Seriously, take all of this craziness and multiply it by 10. I know I didn't go into much about Nikki herself, because I really wasn't around her much. There are plenty of details I didn't get into, if anyone is interested in asking. I just didn't want this to turn into my life story. Honestly, I'm glad that most of the things OP sought for as far as attention away from home ended up being rather healthy things, all things considered. Like OP staying away from their household, I understand a lot of kids have kind of grown up that way, but OP was like, I hung out at the MMA gym, I hung out with the computer club, I went to the library. While OP might have gotten to some normal stuff that honestly most teens probably end up trying at one point or another, it could have been a lot worse depending on where OP turned to or who OP found. At least one thing she did was teach OP to think for themselves. Our next story is, Entitled Father Thinks He Can Control the Music My Sisters Listen To. My dad, 42-year-old male, is extremely religious and is very strict when it comes to following the Bible. I am personally not religious and have told him so straight up, but he's a Christian who believes it is his God-given duty to teach his children about the word of God so they can inherit his kingdom, etc, etc. He follows the Bible to a T and expects his children to honor it as well. This includes monitoring what my sisters wear so they can be modest Christian women, controlling their relationships so they don't try to have premarital sex, and now it's gone as far as what music they listen to. All our lives, we were only allowed to listen to gospel growing up. Whenever we were hosting a family function at our home or just having music play while cleaning our house, it was always gospel. He believes any other genre, regardless of what it is, is devilish and satanic. I'm serious. However, me and my sisters don't give a freak and listen to whatever we want with our AirPods or headphones and when we're in our cars. One of my sisters, female 17, was listening to her music with her AirPods in today 
and our dad questioned her about what she was listening to. When she told him, he told her he doesn't want her listening to that stuff and that she needs Jesus. She sent me a screenshot of a text he sent her, saying the same thing about an hour or so after the verbal incident. It's freaking ridiculous. I don't care about his beliefs or the fact that he's our father. He doesn't have the right to tell her she can't listen to anything other than gospel. Like, it boggles my mind that he thinks he can control that. The nerve of some religious folk is absolutely insane. Honestly, I think this is the kind of behavior that growing up at some point you invest in some loud speaker, and at the peak of them just complaining about that stuff, you have my neck, my back just blasting. I feel like you want to all but guarantee your kids are going to act out more? Go ahead and try to force them to live that Puritan lifestyle. Honestly, I'm willing to bet that most people that are honestly living that Christian straight-as-an-arrow lifestyle still probably went and tried things and did things and acted out from what they said their principles and undying beliefs are. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.